Hey guys, what is up? My name is Jenna and I'm your host of the Sober 20-something podcast where I help guide those of you who are specifically in your 20s, but you can also be in your 30s, 40s, and so on, who don't drink, are thinking about going alcohol-free, or you just want to drink less in general, gain a new perspective on drinking and why you shouldn't care about going against a societal norm and being a sober 20-something. I wanted to first start out with this disclaimer in no way, shape, or form am I saying that if you drink, you are a bad person, or am I trying to convince you to go alcohol-free? Those are not my intentions at all. I simply want to share my journey with going alcohol-free when I was just 23 years old and to help guide those of you who are struggling with it or really questioning your relationship with it. You just want to understand it better. So I just wanted to start out by saying that, and also I'm not a medical professional. I'm the farthest from a medical professional. Um, I'm simply just sharing my story, and if you're interested in becoming a sober 20-something, listen on. Um, I would love to to share my journey with you. And while I would love everyone to listen, if you are struggling with an alcohol or substance abuse disorder, please contact the American Addiction Center's hotline at 877-394-1632. So one year ago today, when I was just 23 years old, on December 31st, 2021, I took my very last sip of alcohol. And it has been a journey ever since. I mean, I was just given the legal right to be able to drink two years prior. Um, So I was really just getting started in the adult years. I quit drinking at such an early age. It has been just a roller coaster, but I have not looked back. And in a way, I feel like by quitting drinking, I've improved my life drastically in so many ways with self-discipline, with just that mentality that I can get through anything if I can get through that. And I, there's sure there's been times where I've really questioned it because everyone around me drinks, but that's the mindset that I really want to shift. And that's a big reason of why I want to do this podcast is to shift that perspective on just because everyone does something does not mean you need to do something. So on this episode, I'm going to talk about my journey with drinking and one year later, why I decided to become sober. Growing up, I saw the effects that alcohol had on specifically families and how it breaks up a lot of families. I deal with that firsthand. My dad was uh, an alcoholic. He had been an alcoholic all my life and I saw what something could do to somebody and how it could separate people, how it could turn people against each other. And in a way it causes you to have to pick sides. So I saw that first firsthand. I was very much against alcohol when I was in high school. I would tell everyone, I don't want to drink what's killing my dad. That's the one thing I would tell everybody. And they just wouldn't ask any questions because they saw that, oh, well, she's got, I mean, she's got a reason. When I was 18, I was like, what the heck? I'm just going to do it. It was uh, New Year's Eve. I took my very first shot of Fireball. That was the only alcohol I've ever drank before. I went through, you know, all through high school, senior week at the beach. I didn't drink. Um, just, But just that one night, I just decided, what the heck? I'm just going to take a shot. Obviously, that got me, you know, got me pretty drunk. It was just one shot. But like I said, I'd never had drank before. And my drinking really didn't start until I, you know, got into college. And of course, that's when the partying, that's when the partying begins is college. I, I just really 
in a way wasn't using, you know, that as a reason to not drink anymore because I saw everyone around me was doing it, might as well do it. Um, I knew that I would never end up like somebody, you know, somebody that struggled like that. I would never. So I got into college. I wasn't drinking on the weekends. It was freshman year. I decided I was going to study abroad in Italy and I was uh, 19 years old. And of course, the legal drinking age in Europe is 18. And I drank in Italy. I was drinking in Italy. Um, I was very responsible with it. I was not overboard. Um, probably got a little bit tipsy, but nothing, nothing major. Um, really kept it under control. I just felt like a total, total awesome person because I could drink and I was able to get away with it. And I just felt so cool because I was like taking pictures, listening to my mom. And I was like, oh my God, look what I'm doing. I, I can do it. Like I'm legal. So there's that. Um, when I got back from Italy, I was really start at the partying and drinking was starting to pick up. It was maybe, you know, once every few weeks, once a month, I would, I would drink. I wasn't going out. I wasn't doing any of that. Um, but it would just be like small gatherings. I didn't notice any, any difference in it really, uh, until, until college started going on. And then I, I, I began going out on the weekends. And I remember one time I was bragging, I was saying, oh, I, I have drank every weekend for the last four weeks. And I just felt so cool. And I, I don't even know why I was doing it. In a way, I was just trying to fit in because everybody else was doing it. I started traveling uh, again the following, the next year. I was uh, 20 at this point. Um, once again, kept it under control. I think I probably drank a little bit more than Italy uh, when I was traveling all throughout Europe. Uh, it was not, I kept it under control. I probably got drunk a few times, but didn't do anything stupid. And then the next year I turned 21 and that was when I experienced my very first blackout. Very first, uh, I, I drank way too much. Don't remember it. Uh, said some stupid stuff. Uh, that was my first time experiencing that. And of course your 21st birthday, that is expected. I mean that your 21st is when you go all out. So there wasn't anything wrong with that. Um, we had this big party at my house and I just went all out. That was when I first was introduced to what blacking out was. And then the next day, kind of having that weird feeling, uh, also known as anxiety. If you know what that is, you, you definitely know what that is. And the next summer, I began traveling again. But I noticed that all that I wanted to do and was looking forward to was going out to a bar and getting drunk. I really was prioritizing that instead of going out and seeing sites, going out and doing touristy stuff, which I did. I definitely did do. But I went to this one bar every day in London and I looked forward to getting that double shot vodka Red Bull. That was what I got every time. And even the bartender, he knew what I was getting because I had came back there all the time. I mean, I came back there every day since I had been there. That's when I noticed that I was really just looking forward to drinking. I mean, I'm in this great place, but yet I'm stuck in this bar. And while I was still going on doing stuff, it still was a prioritized thing that I was doing. When I got back, it kind of was the same thing. I was continuing to, to want to drink. I wasn't blacking out really. Every once in a while I would, uh, but it was, it, was a, it was a thing. I was doing it. I was legal here so I could go out, you know, and drink. 2020 is when it really, really, really started to pick up. I had gone through 
a lot that first part of the year. And I was just looking to just get rid of the sadness and get away from reality. You know, this is right before COVID started. So I was, I was going out. I wasn't going out that much. Um, but I'd gone down to like Clemson, went to this, uh, went to this party down there and I got very drunk. Bad things could have happened, but, uh, they didn't. And when I got back, that's when it kind of, um, COVID started and it was locked down. My internship had ended. My classes ended early. Never got to go back and see my friends, see my professors, graduation, uh, none of that. I had a good chance of being hired on in my internship, but since it ended, it uh, it kind of ruined the chances. So a lot of stuff was happening. I was still living at home with my mom and she was working throughout the day and I was alone all the time. I was alone throughout the day doing online classes, um, trying to, and I was just wanting to drink. I wasn't doing it alone, but I, I wouldn't say alone, actually. I, I was every once in a while, but I was just so sad that I was looking for that easy fix. I would go to these COVID parties or whatever they called them, and I, I would get so drunk. I remember one night I drank half a bottle of vodka. It was a smaller bottle of vodka, but it's still half a bottle. I drank that, and I ended up driving home had no clue how I'd gotten there. Ended up cutting my hands all on the all on a candle, I think, that had fallen in the bathroom. And I I had no remembrance of how I even drove. And this had happened this had happened multiple times. I had driven drunk. I mean, I'm being honest. I'm I'm just being vulnerable. I'm just I'm talking about my story and I think we've all done it. And if you haven't, that that's freaking amazing because drunk driving kills people. And it's the stupidest thing you can ever do. But I did it anyway, because once you're at that point, you're not thinking clearly. Uh, you know, I had glass everywhere. And I, I do have flashbacks to that. It's just one of those, you know, when you black out, you, you remember some stuff, but a lot of stuff you don't remember. And that happened. And then I would just wake up and be like, what the heck? Like, how, what happened? Like, when did I even leave? Let me tell you, that is the scariest feeling of not knowing what happened of not knowing what you did, what you said, of how you even drove. Like, it is, it's crazy. And knowing that if I would have gotten pulled over from those numerous times where I've done that, but that was just the one time where I remember that I did not drive, though I didn't remember of driving. The other times I kind of did. But this time, I had no remembrance of the driving. That's how it's so, that's why it sticks out to me so much. And this continued to happen. Um... And one night my mom really saw that I, I was starting to have a problem was when I took about 15 shots. Uh, we were, it was right before my birthday or something and it was still COVID. We were still in lockdown. I wasn't really getting to go out during this time. And then when I was 21, I didn't really go out then. So it's like, I really, I was wanting to go out, but I couldn't. So I was just doing it at home, going to like small parties or whatever. But one night I had those 15 shots and I, I think I blacked out at like eight o'clock that night. And then it was the next day and I like 11 o'clock and I just came back. And that was really when my mom sat me down and she kind of, she realized that I, I was definitely struggling. And knowing that the history that I come from of, of alcoholism and dad was an alcoholic, his dad was an alcoholic. It, it's like a repeating cycle. And she really was afraid that I was 
going down that road. So 2020, um, this continued to happen um, throughout the year. I would black out every once in a while, um, go out after COVID, you know, end, not really ended, but things started to open back up. I would really look forward to going out. I noticed that that was the only thing that I looked forward to was going out on a Friday night, honestly, a Monday night. I would have, I would make any excuse to want to go out and drink, regardless what day it was, what I had to do the next day. And, you know, you would think that when I was doing those online classes during COVID, when my um, when my semester you know, went to all online, that after missing classes, missing a paper that was due because I was still drunk the next morning, you would think that that would have been a wake-up call, but it wasn't. It was not. You know, I had to beg my professor to to give me an extension because I, you know, I was just explaining, just, I'm going through a lot right now. I know that a lot of people are, um, but this was, this was not me. And I realized I was going down a road that I did not want to go down, but I thought I had it under control. I thought I had it under control. So yeah, so 2020, it was the same thing. Um, same thing kept happening. Um, 2021, it was my birthday. I'd gone out with one of my friends and Ended up leaving her at the bar because I, I don't. It was a weird. It was a weird thing. I thought we were both. You know, we were both drunk. I thought she left. I, she thought that I left. But I ended up just leaving. Ended up just leaving her at the bar, and I have no remembrance of it. Um, but knowing that I just left because I was not thinking clearly. I just left. That was. It was crazy. Like I so many mistakes that you make when you're not thinking clearly and when alcohol is literally the only thing on your mind and the only thing in your system. Um, now still, it's like to this day, it's like, wow, I feel like a really shitty person. Um, in a way I was, in a way I really, really was a bad person. And I was still doing it. Like it continued on and on. It was like once a week I was drinking, once a week, I would, maybe I would black out, maybe I wouldn't, maybe that one night I wanted to limit myself, I kept it under control, like I would really proud myself on a night where I went out and I was not, I didn't get blacked out, like I would like, oh my god, pat on the back, I mean, that's not cool, like if you have to do that, like something's wrong, like if you have to really congratulate yourself, I'm not blacking out, but you got semi-drunk, I mean, that's a good thing, like it's progress, but I didn't care. The year goes on. Um, we get to December 30th, 2021. I go out with some of my friends. End up blacking out at probably 9 o'clock. I was in downtown Greenville. Apparently, I was arguing with a bouncer. I was punching random walls and sidewalks. And I was uh, you know, f- trying to fight people. And I had ended up turning off my phone I was out like I just became a totally different person and that night what led on to the next day my mom couldn't find me no one could find me no one knew where I was besides the friends I was with but it was just all in total mess and I can't even tell you what happened that night because I was so I wasn't there like I I literally I was there but I was not there ended up at uh, about 2 or 3 a.m ended up telling my friend you need to call the ambulance, you need to get me to the hospital because the second I leave here, I'm going to kill myself. 
literally said that word for word. I do remember that. And I only remember what time it was. I don't, my phone was like, I, I don't, I have no clue. I was, I knew for a fact that something, I was going to do something because I was so tired of putting myself in these situations and so tired of telling my mom, telling the people in my life that I was done, that I had it under control when I clearly did not. And I was becoming somebody I never, ever wanted to become. The person I never said that I was going to become. I promised myself that. And my dad had died. He passed away June 2021. And I, I didn't even mention that because my drinking didn't really get worse. It honestly, it stayed the same. But they were the blackouts. And then when I was drinking was amplified in a way of like the aftermath of of the depression of the anxiety the next day that got worse but the drinking itself did not I was drink I started drinking for the wrong reasons then I was drinking I was going back to 2020 I was going back to those ways of I need a distraction I am in so much pain right now I am so sad and this just gets me away from reality that's what changed but the drinking itself the amount did not I was still doing that maybe I would black out twice a week or once a week, whatever. I was not drinking every day. Um, but when my dad passed, I noticed a shift in my mind of, I just need to numb the pain. And that's exactly what I did on December 30th. Last day I drank, I was trying to numb the pain and then drunk me, realized it, and semi-sober me, was so done with that version of herself that she just wanted to be gone. This had happened so many times, but this specific time, it was something different. It was like, I, I was not there. I was not checked in with reality. And I don't know. It was just a different version of myself that night. And I, I literally just said, I need to go somewhere. Something told me I need to go somewhere. So I checked myself into the hospital, got dropped off in the ambulance and they finally brought me back, put me in the behavioral center. I'd been in there once before when I was younger. Um, so I was in there and I was just laying in there. You know, alcohol was leaving my system. It was still there though. And the doctor came in after they did blood work and he, he told me I was, was four times the legal limit. And when he said that, my heart literally dropped. I was, I was sober at this point. And I swear, I heard my dad. And this is... And I know it's, it's, it, it, it's not that I didn't hear him, but I, 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 I could hear his words of when he told me he would always check in with me when he saw that I was getting, that I was developing a drinking problem. And I was so embarrassed and so distraught. And I, I, I did not want to label myself as having a drinking problem. I didn't. Like, I, I did not. He would always check in with me and be like, how's your drinking? And I really would not, it's not that I wouldn't take him serious, but because, you know, he, he was a heavy alcoholic, but I, I, I would lie to him. I would say, oh, it's fine. It's fine. But in a way it took me back when that doctor told me, and I was sitting in that bed wearing the stupid red scrubs and the grippy socks. I, I heard him. I heard those words of Jenna, like, this is it. Like, this is your final Thing. You cannot do this. And ever since sitting in that hospital bed, 
there was something in my mind that just clicked that this is your time. This is the only time. This is the time to quit drinking. And there had been so, so many times where I was, oh, I'm taking a break for two weeks. I'm taking a break for a month. I'm not drinking it for two months. Like I'm never drinking again. Never happened. I would drink the next week and then I would start the countdown again. I would say, oh, in two weeks, I'm not drinking again. Like it's fine. It can wait. But this time I knew. I knew I was walking out of that hospital a completely different person. And I don't know if if going there, if I knew that going in, because honestly going in, I was like, I wasn't there. I was so embarrassed. I did not want to call my mom. I, I was so freaking humiliated. I humiliated myself. I felt so guilty and I felt so much shame and hatred for myself that I did not want to be here. Something clicked that day and I walked out not a brand new person, but a person with a different perspective. I gained the, that was the most shift of perspective I've ever had. And I really, really, I owe it to my dad, but I owe it to myself too. I owe it to the people around me, but ultimately I owe it to myself because I would not have been able to get through that if I did not have my support system. So one year later, I am still alcohol-free. It has been, God, it's been a journey. I, I couldn't even imagine that I'd be here. That I just think back to that day. On December 30th, when I went all out that night, just like any other time I would drink, made stupid decisions. You know, there'd be times where I would regret, you know, regret going out, obviously, but there'd be times where I would, I would just like, I saw it as a good time. I saw it as the as the best night ever. There is nothing like short-term gratification when you have that mindset. But when you have that shift in perspective that I did, long-term success is only made out of going through those difficult times. Long-term success is all about going through that short-term gratification and then seeing that it's only short-term. I'm so incredibly strong to this day. Like I, there have been so many times where I've almost slipped up. I can't even tell you how many times I've almost slipped up. I'm being completely honest. I haven't though. I have not. I am, I can be sarcastic. I can be whatever, but I'm not a liar. I have not slipped up. One year later, I've been in so many situations where like on Bourbon Street, like I didn't drink. And I, it's still crazy. It's still so unbelievable that I can put myself in these situations now. I've, I've came so far, like so far. And I do know that not everybody has been able to be one of the lucky ones of quitting drinking and stopping it before it got to the point where you couldn't do it on your own. And I'm so grateful that I had my dad's support when he was still here. And I saw what he went through and I saw how it affected him and our family and then how it affected him from his dad. I saw that. And it taught me so many lessons, but I taught myself the biggest lesson of all. Of you can get out of anything if you change your mindset. If you do the work, if you quit whatever is dragging you down and is not benefiting you anymore, literally it can change your whole life. Just by quitting drinking, I've seen a bigger, I've had a better self-discipline. Like I'm, 
it's opened up so many doors. I'm not, I'm not afraid of who I am and who I'm going to be when I'm drinking. I'm me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sober. I'm sober. I'm alcohol free. Like I, I'm not going to become that stupid Gemma. And I called her Gemma as I'm drunk alter ego. And it was a, a two verse, two drunk versions, Bruce and Gemma. I'm always Bruce because Bruce is a free spirited one. I mean, but that's me. That's me in general. And it's taken some time to get to this level of acceptance and this level of knowing that if I go out, I'm not going to drink. I don't have to tell myself not to drink anymore because I've gotten to this. I've gotten to this point that it's just become a natural thing to me. And if you're struggling, if you don't know where to start, if you are really thinking about going alcohol free or drinking less in general, it's literally one day at a time. Everybody starts from somewhere. We all start from somewhere. You cannot get to day one and get to a day 100. And this, I mean, it's just not going to happen. You have to go through the process. You have to go through each individual step. You can't compare your success story to others. That is the biggest thing. And that's what I, that's what I really want to get at. Is it my story? Sure, it's going to impact others and it has. And that is the biggest blessing of it all. But we're not the same person. We both have individual ways of how we cope, of how we deal with stuff. What I did and what I continue to do, it might can, it might can help you some. But we have to find our own ways of getting through, of through life. And my goal of this podcast is to, I'm going to have guests. I'm going to bring people on that I followed throughout my journey that have helped me out. I'm going to talk about ways that I avoid alcohol, that I have, you know, of my everyday life of what that looks like, of the question of, oh, do you still go out? Hell yeah, I still go out. I love going out on the dance floor. I shut that bar down. Like, I'm out there. Not everyone can do that. It's taken some time for me, but I've always been a person that I'm, I like to dance. I like to party. But partying does not always mean you don't have to get drunk. Like partying, like let's rage. I always say that. Let's rage. Let's rage just means to go out and have a good time. Like you do not, and I used to hate that saying of like, oh, you don't need alcohol to have fun. It is so true. And like I hate, like, you know, it's also true that like when you start drinking, you feel so free. But when you get to that level of drunk, you're not free. You're literally locked down by alcohol. So we could just go on and on about that, but I'm hoping that we, we save those for the next episodes. I just wanted to give you an introduction of who I am, of my story, and what to look forward to for this podcast. Like I said, I'm going to have guests. I'm going to have people and influencers that I've followed on TikTok. I've read their books. I'm working on getting an author on this podcast that I, I love. I love her book. We're going to just have, we're just going to have a blast on this. Um, we're just going to talk about just life in general and and just how I did it and how I continue to do it because I really can pride, you know, pride myself on that. And I really think this is my niche and I feel like I went through all that to change other people. Like I impacted myself in order to impact others. And if I hadn't have gone through what I went through and continue to go through, I'm not going to have a story to share. And I'm not going to be able to inspire others. That is my number one thing is I want to impact others. And I feel like this, this is what I was meant to do. And I was meant to put myself through those times in order to be able to be the voice that a lot of people need. And I really, really hope you enjoyed listening to this story. I am all ears. If you ever 
want to reach out to me about this. I, I want to talk to you about that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's about it. I wanted to talk about my story. Um, one year later, I'm still on the grind. I'm not looking back. I'm moving forward. It's life. Like, it, it, stuff's going to happen, but you, you have the ability to get, o- get over anything. So, guys, so tune in. I think Saturdays are going to be my weekly podcast days of the week that I release episodes. It might be bi-weekly right now, but we might just do this weekly because we have a lot of stuff to cover and a lot of things to talk about. And I feel like a lot of people, maybe you're going to listen. So guys, thank you so much for tuning into this first episode. Hopefully it made sense. Hopefully it flowed. You know, I'm still getting better at this, but I'm talking about something that truly inspires me. And um, yeah, I hope it inspires you. So guys, thank you so much. And I will see you on next week's episode. Thank you.